Welcome to One Chapel. We're a family of neighborhood churches in the Austin area. Our vision is to help people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. It's a place to connect, grow, and serve the communities where we live. You can learn more about One Chapel and how to get involved at onechapel.com. And now, here's this week's message. Kind of a special Sunday for all of us, and um, it's special because we're just pausing here briefly, we're kind of in between series, and we're pausing to talk about the fall and the future and who we are as a church and where we're going. And so I'm really glad that you're here, and I think it's an important Sunday for you to be around. So let's pray over it, and we'll get straight to it. Heavenly Father, we do love you, and we're so grateful for your presence. Holy Spirit, we welcome you, and we surrender to your work and everything that you want to do today. God, I pray that you would speak through me and that you would hear through this incredible family here today and do what you want to do and take us to the places you want to take us to. God, we say yes to you. We love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said a good? Amen. Uh, You know, I have three kids, and my wife and I, Marie, we have three kids, and uh, Aurora, Ewan, and Reese. And when our first daughter was born, you know that's a special moment. It's so incredible, this little beautiful life. And as a dad, you kind of go, oh, I'm in a lot of trouble. And uh, I had this beautiful little baby girl, and so she, you know, we put her in the crib at night. She's growing and getting bigger, and then the time comes where you move them to a big girl bed. Most of you, if you've had kids, you'll remember that phase, and so, so it's very exciting. You set up the new bed in the room and put it all together and, you know, hurt yourself and say a few words you shouldn't say as a pastor on the way there, and you... And you set up the bed, and then and it's the, finally the moment comes. And so you take, take her out, and you, it's time for bed, and you go and put her in the big girl bed, and it's a very exciting moment. And you tuck her in, you say your prayers, and read a story. And then, so my wife and I were doing this the first night. It's so exciting. And so we, we, we got her tucked in, prayers are prayed, stories read, and we're walking out the door, and we reach for the light, and we turn out the light and start to take our step out, and we hear this tiny little baby girl voice. I can't see! She, she just freaked out. Like, Turn the lights on. Oh, my gosh, are you okay? Are you okay? And she just kind of freaked out there for the first time in that moment. I can't see! Cute little voice screaming at us. She lost her vision in that moment, and she was lost. She didn't know what to do. A lot of us experience that in life, and some of you in the room are actually kind of experiencing it right now. I've kind of lost the vision that I have for my life. I'm not exactly sure where I should be going, and so I feel a little bit nervous. I can't see! And you're kind of freaking out a little bit. It's Proverbs 29 18 that says, uh, without vision, the people perish, or the people cast off restraint when they're not sure what to do. We around here have had an amazing 2019, everybody. It's been a really, really good and strong year, and we're incredibly excited about what's to come. Today, actually, this is really the anniversary week for One Chapel. Thomas mentioned it, but we are nine years old today, everybody. It's awesome. Yeah, thank God for that. Most church plants, uh, 80% of church plants don't make it that far. And so thank God for his goodness to us. Um, And we actually here, and Kyle, we are about three and a half years old, everybody. So we're young, but we're growing and moving. We're getting ready for a big girl bed. Um, But a few things things I just want to highlight for you. Uh, Across one chapel, most of you know if you've been around, we have three campuses, one more on the way. Uh, across our One Chapel campuses, 95 people have been baptized this year so far. Yeah, that's the real deal right there, everybody. That's what we're really doing around here. 
Uh, and there's still another baptism to come up in the fall, so that number will go up. We have the largest number of people ever involved in Catalyst this year. So that video that you just saw, where people are intentionally going into, into a discipleship process. Uh, we have the largest number ever, and that's been really amazing. TAG, our student ministry for middle school and high school students, continues to grow across all of our campuses and just blowing and going and doing so great. And really, here in Kyle, uh, we're full. Like in the office over there on Wednesday night, it's full. And if you're dropping kids off in that parking lot, you know it's full. And so we're actively looking for other places for them to go because they're kind of hitting the ceiling on how many kids they can fit in that space. And if we can open that up, we can have a lot more kids come in because they're coming. It's on the way. Uh, one Chapel College just graduated an incredible class. Uh, they, they think they're the best class ever. Um, we'll see about that. And there's a new, very strong, and very diverse group that's starting uh, tonight, actually. We're launching a fourth campus up in Liberty Hill on September 29th, everybody. That's coming. Number four, we're so excited about that. Pray for Andrew Fortner, because he's working hard. Uh, and we are actively looking for new venues for Austin and for Kyle. We're, we're searching for places where we can go have a permanent home. So right here in Kyle, uh, last year, we weren't quite able, or maybe a, uh, about a year and a half ago, we weren't able to pay our own bills around here. Like we were a young church, and we're growing and just kind of getting started, and we weren't able to pay for everything that we needed to pay for. So we were borrowing about 1% from Austin and 1% from Lake Travis. Not a lot, but just enough to kind of get us over the line. Well, everybody, now we are paying for all of our own bills, and guess what? We're even saving money. And so thank God for that. That's really, really good. Um, growing in that way, and it's awesome. We have had fuller services than we should have over the summer. Like we just, you, in the summer, usually everybody goes on vacation and pastors all say, well, this is the time where everybody leaves and so I'm going to leave too. And so it just kind of just goes down and we just weren't experiencing that at all. We were, we were kind of growing here at the last part of the summer, fuller than we should have been. And that means that we are growing. We're growing numerically. We're growing financially. So thank God for that. But the thing that I'm probably most excited about is over 150 people have made a decision for Jesus throughout this year around here. You should do better than that because that's... That's the real thing. Now, obviously, that number, you know, people just mark a card, and that includes Easter decisions. And the question is, are we really following up with those people? Are we really moving them forward? Some of those people are people who just go, man, I've just been living like a doofus. I'm just going to say yes to Jesus again here today. And so, but thank God for every single one of those lives. It's amazing. And so we're looking at how we can partner with God in our region in some other ways. Uh, Camino Real continues to be a place that we love so dearly. Camino Real Elementary, we want to reach out to and help them throughout the school year. We're looking and praying about an opportunity to reach a little bit into Texas State with an organization there, and we're praying about that. You need to pray about that with us. And we're actively looking for a place for us to put some roots down, yeah. put some roots down around our city. And we're actually looking at a plot of ground right now, and uh, we're asking for you to pray with us about that, that, that God will reveal his plan for us. So, and there's a few things I want you to know about. We've got some opportunities coming up with a couple new series that are on the way. You need to know about them. One is a series that we call Overwhelmed, and it's starting next week. And we're going to talk about some of the stuff that everybody, just about everybody that you talk to is going through this right now. There's a, there's a massive rise in depression and anxiety and stress. People in our society are just overwhelmed. And so what can we do about that? We're going to go into a series and talk about mental health. And actually, we're going to bring in for that series, we're going to bring in a mental health expert and have him actually talk to us about some things that we can do. It's going to be really helpful and exciting. 
Uh, and then we've got, after that, coming up in November, we do something every year, we call it feature presentation, and it's where we gather together and we learn about the scriptures through watching movies and culture and the intersection of those two things, and it's always a lot of fun. Now, I'm probably not supposed to tell you this, but I think that this year we're probably going to watch Up. It's a great movie. Uh, I think we're going to watch a movie called Instant Family, which I haven't actually seen, but I've heard great things about it. Uh, we're going to watch um, A Christmas Story around Christmas, which is just a classic. And apparently, somebody wants to play and look at what the scriptures have to say about Avengers Endgame. And so that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. Uh, so that's going to be really fun. And, and Christmas Eve services, of course, on December 24th. Why am I telling you all of this? Because it's vitally important that you get those things in your heart because it's a prime opportunity for you to continue for, to allow God to use you to cause this place, his church, people's lives to grow and flourish. It's a prime opportunity for you to invite somebody to come along to church, to come and sit with you uh, in the seat beside you. And I'm telling you this, we've got a philosophy around here. We call it 252. And that is, I think, that you should have two Sundays out of the year, two Sundays out of 52, where you have somebody who's far from God come to church with you. You invite them. You can have 50 Sundays all for yourself. You can sit here and enjoy it all you want and drink your coffee, praise the Lord, and just enjoy yourself. But, but two out of those 52, we think you ought to have somebody sitting right beside you, and it will stress you out, and you'll be freaked out, and just wondering, ooh, what's going to happen? And when we're praying a prayer and saying, hey, would you like to give your life to Jesus? Just pray this prayer with me. And you, I'll say, close your eyes and bow your heads, but you won't. You'll have one eye open. Oh, what's it going to do? What's it going to do? What's it going to do? You'll be so excited. And also, it'll just make you pray for me a lot more. Don't screw this up, Pastor Brent. Don't mess it up. So... So those things are coming, and I just want you to be aware of them, and, and I think it's so good for us to invite people along the journey. It's been a great year so far, everybody, and I really do believe that there are great days ahead. So today what we're going to do is I'm just going to spend a little bit of time talking about who we are as a church, vision for where we're going and what we're doing. So today's a little bit different, honestly. You can already feel that. You already know that. So, so instead of like so much preaching and teaching, I just kind of want to orient us a little bit today, just a little different. I want to orient us a little bit today as we go and head into the fall. Now, when you choose to follow Jesus, you already know this, you step into a story that's much, much bigger than you. You step into this incredible and beautiful thing that God is doing around the earth, and everybody actually wants this. Know it or not, we all want this. Last night, there was a football game that was played. <clears throat> I'm going to watch it. I... I don't know why I'm bringing this up, because the service is about to go in the tank, but, uh, but UT played LSU last night, and, and, uh, and here's the deal. Those seats, to go to a game like that is so expensive. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't actually try to go, but, but what I understand is seats sell for maybe around 300 bucks or something, or if you go to the like, premium club seats, it could be like 4,000 bucks to get into those seats, like just insane prices. Why do we pay so much to go to something like that? It's because we want to be a part of the story. We want to do something that's fun. Or some of you actually are just crazy, but others of us, we just, we want to be a part of the story. We want to experience it. We want to say, I was there when UT won, except that we never get to say that. But uh, I'm, I'm saying, I want to say that. I desperately want to say that. Look, I've, I've tried so hard to be a UT fan since moving to Austin 10 years ago, and they're making it hard. Sorry. Well, okay, let's pray. We're going to go. I told you the service was going to tank. Uh, 
Listen, my whole family could go to Australia for, that, for the price of that. Like, we could all go on an incredible vacation. We want to be a part of the story. We want to feel electricity. We want to say, I was there. And look, all that stuff is great. You know, it's awesome. Football is, is great. Uh, but it's not the pinnacle of life. It's not the greatest thing, at least for most people. When you follow Jesus, you step into a story that has eternal significance. Your life gets transformed, and then you help transform other people. One chapel started nine years ago in Austin, South Austin, but since then, we've been influencing the region, planting campuses, and you're a part of that. You're a part of a bigger story. So I just want you to see a little bit more of that big story, if you would. Just check this out. Yeah, I think we should thank God. Thank you, Jesus. We have a pretty simple vision around here, and you just saw it. We help people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. I genuinely believe that God has purpose for everybody. Every single person in this room has a purpose, and many of those are broad, kind of general. So like we talked about in this previous series, work life, we talked about how we all have these, this twofold calling where we go out and make culture, but we also go and make disciples. We've got broad, kind of general callings like that, but you also have specific callings that God has put in your own heart to do. Some of you are called into business. Some of you are called into lawn maintenance and architecture. Some of you are called to raise kids. Some of you are called into the legal field. Some of you are called to be pastors and missionaries. Some of you are called to live that entrepreneurial life. Acts 13.36 says, David, of course, having completed the work God set out for him. It goes on to say how he fell asleep, he passed on. But, but this verse points out, he, he completed the work that God set out for him. God set some things for David to do, and he accomplished them. I want us to give our full attention, our full hearts, the full weight of our lives to making sure that we figure out what that is and that we do it. But the problem is, is that people get stuck. People get stuck in life, and they don't go out, and they actually fulfill that purpose. People get stuck relationally. They have a fight. They have something that goes wrong. Their marriage goes south, and they don't know what to do. And so they get stuck, and they can't move on. They get stuck emotionally. Something bad happens to them and they're, they're wounded or hurt and they just stop the journey right there and they don't move forward. Some people get stuck spiritually. They don't know how to move forward in their relationship with God because they have a, something happens at a church. Somebody mistreats them. Somebody does something to them and they can't move on. We help people get unstuck. We here want to help people move towards Jesus. And you all know that movement is really important. Like what happens to your body physically when you stop moving? You get lazy. You get kind of weak. I mean, not me, but we get, we get kind of weak. You, you end up putting on a little extra, little extra weight that you got to carry this stuff around a little bit. I mean, not me, but, but you, you, what? You, you put on a little extra baggage that you got to carry around, and life gets a little more challenging. We want to help people get unstuck. There's a term in thermodynamics that is called entropy. And entropy essentially talks about the gradual decline into disorder. So it's the trend, the general trend of the universe towards death and disorder. Welcome to church, everybody. Be encouraged. It, what it means is, is if you leave something alone, it doesn't get better. It gets worse. If you leave something by itself, it doesn't get better. It gets worse. So you can see it happening in your own life. If you don't do something with your marriage, if you just leave it alone, it doesn't get better. It gets worse. If you don't take care of your kids and invest in them, that relationship and those kids, they don't get better, they get worse. 
If you leave your car or your home alone for too long, it doesn't get better. It actually breaks down and gets worse. I just spent a good chunk of the weekend up in my attic in 100 degrees trying to fix my AC. It gets worse. It just keeps getting worse if you don't do something about it. And the same thing happens to us spiritually if we don't keep moving. There's a spiritual entropy that can set into our lives. If you're not moving towards Jesus, you're not getting stronger. You're getting weaker. Your relationship with Jesus is not getting better and growing stronger. It's getting worse. We have to continue to move our lives toward him because Jesus himself said, hey, come and follow me. There's a movement implied to that and where he's going. So today, all I want to do is I just want to talk to you about four steps that all of us need to take as we move forward with Jesus. And I think as you look through the scriptures, you can see this, starting about Exodus and moving forward. This is the journey that God wants to take all of us on. And actually, these four things, they are our vision as a church, meaning that we would like for everybody at One Chapel to go on this journey with us. And some of you have already been willing. You've taken one step. You've taken two steps, maybe three steps. But our prayer and the vision of our church is that all of us would jump in and move forward with Jesus through these things. And here's what they are. The first one is that you would experience God. So God is not your church, just your religion, but God is somebody who can be intimately known, somebody that you can have a vital and intimate and important relationship with, somebody that you can know. He's a living and a personal God, and we want you to experience his life and transforming presence. Sermons are great. Worship is great. It all helps and move us forward and point us to Jesus, but it's the Spirit of God that actually does the transforming work in us. And so we want you to experience God, to know Him. And once you've done that, we want you to move to the next step. We want you to find some freedom. Find freedom in your life. All of us need it. It'd be great if all we had no problems, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be fun? If life was just all puppy dogs and rainbows all the time, that'd be awesome. I would really enjoy that. But it's not the case. Nobody's life is like that. All of us have some issues. We've got baggage. I've got a bit of a past. I've made some mistakes. I've done some things. And I'm, and I'm walking through the consequences of the sinful choices that I've made in my life. And all those things, they kind of keep us from being the best versions of ourselves. The version that God had originally designed for us to be. So we want to settle the past. I like saying it like this. We want to settle the yesterdays. Just be done with them. Move on. Be done with those. Move forward in health and strength. I'm not the best version of me yet, but I'm moving forward, and Jesus has taken me there, and I'm going to get there. Once you found some freedom, then we want you to do the third thing. We want you to discover some purpose. We want you to realize that God designed you to do some things. Some of you think, I, I, I'm just an accident. My mom and dad told me I was an accident. I'm just an accident. Actually, the world would be better off without me, and that's simply not true. You are God-designed. God saw you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He saw you. So you were God designed to do something. And he has a great plan in your life, for your life. He's given you some great things. He's given you gifts and talents. And most of us, we try to find fulfillment by pursuing all the other stuff of life. And every time we do that, we come up short. We wind up empty because God has designed us to do something specific, to have a role in his kingdom. And we want you to discover what that is. Once you've done that, you've experienced God and you know him repeatedly, getting to know him. You find some freedom. You discover purpose a little bit. We want you to go out in the world and make a difference. That's why Thomas was up here today. We want you to make a difference in people's lives. Start doing the stuff that God has called you to do. 
And watch friends and neighbors and family and workplace, watch them benefit as God works through your life. And this, I think, is where the greatest joy and most fulfilling life is found. And you're actually out there making a difference in people's lives. All of us, whether we know it or not, we're somewhere on that journey. Experience God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. And it doesn't actually matter where you are on that journey. You, today, everybody in this room, we all have another step that we can take. We can all move a little bit further. The problem is just getting us moving. And sometimes you just need somebody to come along and just give you a a nudge. Hey, come on, it's time. It's time just to get moving. It's time to not wallow in the past, but just to move forward with the plan of God for your life. I have a little bit of a confession to make to you. Um, When I'm out on the road, I have some issues. Well, I know. You're surprised. I know. I thought you were perfect. Well, I'm far from. uh, I've got some issues out there. Uh, I get angry. Dude, I get angry. I, I'm, I'm constantly in a hurry. I got somewhere to go. And, and it seems like nobody else in the world is. Like everybody in the world, they're just having a great Sunday afternoon drive down the countryside. Only it's 35 and it's Monday. So I don't know what's going on, but everybody just drives too slow. And so I'm in the back, I'm behind them, and I'm just constantly like, ugh, what you, come on, what are you doing? You got nowhere else to go today? Come on, I got things to do. And I'm angry. My wife is sitting on the side. She's sitting next to me. She's like, calm down. You got to relax. What's wrong with you? You're so angry. Just relax. They might go to church. Like, just stop. They're going to see you. <laughs> to which I say, yeah, and I'm the pastor, and I need to teach them something right now. <laughs> they need to learn. <laughs> you know what's true? You know the frustration. You're sitting there, and the light turns green, and they don't go. Why do they not go? Because you can see their head is down. They're, they're holding on to something, and they're texting, or they're scrolling, or they're doing something, and you miss the light. Now, what you're supposed to do in that situation is you're supposed to go, meep, meep. Just a happy little beep. Meep, meep. Could you please go? That's not what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I can see that you feel the same way. Get moving. Listen, everybody. Today, across one chapel, it's our Vision Sunday. And I just feel like I need to tell you today, beep, beep. It's time to get moving. It's time for you to go. It's time to move forward. Now, honestly, my pastoral heart for you is inside going, but, but today I'm just going to tell you, beep, beep. It's time for you to get moving forward. Look what Jesus says in Luke chapter 9, verse 57. I'm going to read it in the message version. He says, on the road, someone asked if he could go along. I'll go with you wherever, he said. And Jesus was curt. Are you ready to rough it? We're not staying in the best inns, you know. And Jesus said to another, follow me. He said, certainly, but first, will you excuse me for a couple days, please? I've got to make arrangements for my father's funeral. And Jesus refused. He said, first things first, your business is life, not death. And life is urgent. Announce God's kingdom. And then another said, I'm ready to follow you, master, but first, excuse me while I get things straightened out at home. And Jesus said, no procrastination, no backward looks. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. Let's go. It's time. Beep, beep. These people came up to Jesus and said, I'm willing to go with you. I'll go. In fact, I'll go wherever you want to go. 
But Jesus looks back and says, oh, are you really ready? Do you, are you really willing to pay the price? Are you really willing to go along with me? Look, we're not staying in inns. We don't even know where we're going to sleep tonight. We're moving forward, and it's kind of hard. And he pushes on these people, hey, come on, it's time to go. It's not easy, but it's time to go. Are you willing to pay the price? It's not going to be easy all the time, but it's time. Beep, beep. Let's move forward. Let's go. Some of you have kind of feel the way these people feel or felt. You feel like, well, but I, I, got, I just got some things I got to do. Like I got little kids, and so I got to raise these kids. Once the kids get into high school, then I can go. Once the kids get into college, then I'll be able to go. And then you say, well, once they graduate college, then I'll be able to go. And your life has passed you by. And all of us are filled with reasons why we can't go. But I got to do this. But I don't deserve to. But I've done this. But God, you don't understand how I... He understands it all, and he's still looking at all of us, and he's saying, beep, beep, it's time to go. Come on with me. Let's move forward. There's always something that's preventing us from moving forward. Don't let it. Don't let it stop you. Just repent. Turn around. Go, go away from it and move towards God's plan for your life. Matthew 4, 17. Jesus says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent is a word that we use in the church, and most of us feel bad. We go, oh, yeah, I need to repent. I need to do something because I've been living. No, listen, that's not, it, this is not a bad word. This is not a negative word. In fact, repent is one of the most positive words in the scriptures. And all it means is just change your mind. It's a word that means change your mind. You were going this way. I'm going to change my mind and I'm going to go this way. And Jesus says, hey, everybody, change your mind. Why? Because the kingdom of God. The issue is, is that most of us are just the kings of our own kingdoms. And we're just reigning as the king over our lives. And I got to be honest with you, we're bad kings. We're bad queens. We don't know what we're doing. We're making mistakes. Jesus says, no, repent, change your mind because the kingdom of God. There's another kingdom that you're invited to and I am a benevolent king and I'm going to help you and I'm going to bless you and I'm going to move you forward. We got to step out of ruling our own kingdoms and give him control. He says, repent, change your mind for the kingdom of God. It's near. It's right here. Some of you think, oh, it's so far away. Oh, it's so hard. I'm telling you, it's closer than you think, and it's easier than you think. Why? Because the Spirit of God is available to you to help you do everything that he's called you to do. So it's time. It's time to go. And I think it's time to take a step in one of these four areas really quickly. The first one is, I think that everybody in this room today, we just need to make sure you commit your whole life to God. Just commit your whole life. Some of you have given your life to God. Oh, yeah, here you go, God. I'll give, my, I'll give my life to you. But not your whole life. There's still parts, areas, things that you're holding back from him. You prayed a prayer at some point because you wanted to get a little fire insurance, if you know what I mean. I'm going to make sure I don't end up in that place. I'm going to go to the other place. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that I, I pray this prayer that the pastor said I was supposed to. But you haven't actually fully surrendered everything over to him. And the result is, you're frustrated with Christianity. You're saying, it doesn't work. This isn't, this isn't doing anything for me. And of course it doesn't, because that's not how the Christian faith was meant to be lived. You're living some kind of off-brand version of what it's supposed to be. Like, you're the Hydrox cookies of Christian faith. You don't know what those are. The Oreo, there's Oreos and there's Hydrox. And the Oreos are good and Hydrox, not good. It's the fake version. 
And you're living this fake version where you just gave away some of your life, but you haven't surrendered everything to Jesus. And I'm just here to tell you today that nothing in your life is going to work if you do it halfway. Absolutely nothing will work. I mean, did you, have you ever tried getting half-dressed to go to work in the morning? That's not going to work. You're going to prison. Have you ever tried to kind of be half-married? Ain't going to work. That's a bad idea. You ever half-tried to raise your kids? That's not going to work for anybody. It's going to be bad. Unless you decide to go all in with God, it's not going to work. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. Some of you are like, he's not responding. He's not doing anything. You know what? There's a chance you haven't gone all in and given him everything. Wholeheartedly is what he's looking for. Anything less than that, and it won't satisfy. Anything less than that, and it won't work. You got to go all in. We're not talking about dating God. We're talking about going all in with him. And one of the ways that we, do, that we do this, that we experience and know God, is right here on Sunday mornings. And we want to invite you to be a part of that. But then go home and know him and go all in in your prayer closet in the morning. Go all in by being in a group. Go all in sitting with coffee and studying the scriptures with somebody. Go all in. Give King Jesus full control of your life. Yeah. Once you've done that, I think you should, some of you need to make this step. You need to get honest with some right relationships. You need to get honest with some right relationships. It's true. I said all through the years of student ministry, I've always said, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And it's true. And it's even true of adults. That's good advice for them teenagers, Pastor Brent. They need to know that. No, it's good advice for you. It's the truth for you. The way that we find freedom is through healthy and right relationships. We all need people who are willing to say, hey, man, how are you doing? No, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And they say, no, you're not. Not in a bad way. No, you're not. I can see it in your face. Come on, what's going on? How are you doing? No, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. No, you're not. What's going on? Tell me. I want to help. I'm here and I'm committed. I want to be a part of your life and what you're doing. But human nature is to say, no, 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 no. I can do it on my own. Or I'm too busy right now. Or I've been hurt before. You don't understand. I can't trust anybody. I get all of that. Some of you are saying, no, no, listen, I'm in good shape. I'm doing fine. Okay, good for you. But what about the friends in your life who need you? You've got something to offer to them. Most of us now are kind of getting to the place where we mostly have virtual relationships. And we call it social media, but the reality is there's no, nothing social about it. We're just kind of scrolling and getting depressed because we're comparing our lives to everything that we're seeing on there. We need real friendships in our lives. And that's why we want to be a church of groups, not a church with groups. We want to be a church where we gather together because we've gathered throughout the week and now we're gathering together to worship God on Sunday. We need to have church around a stage and church around a table in a home. We need that because we need each other. James 5, 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Some of us have some relationships right now that we need to get out of is the reality. And you're thinking of it right now. Oh, I really wish you hadn't said that. Need some, there's some relationships that you, you got to get out of. you got to stop. Why not now? Why not today? Why not start something new today? Why not invest yourself in real relationships today? Groups are starting next week, and you'll have the opportunity to find a place to serve. And we actually could use some more groups, so you could jump in today. I love this African proverb. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Why don't you guys come up? We need to close. There's a third decision that some of us need to take today, and that is to just find your God-given purpose. We kind of alluded to it, but Psalm 139 says, all the days ordained for me were written down before one of them came to be. And some of you are like, 
no, no, bro. No, bro. Look, this life that I'm living, uh, there's no way that God wrote this story. And if he did, he's real mean. And no, he probably didn't write that story if that's what you're saying. His story is better, and he's got one. And regardless of the twists and turns that you've taken in your story, he can still get you to his. Wherever you are, he can still get you to his. And he's got some stuff for you. Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He actually prepared some stuff for you. Good works in advance for you to do. I like a pastor said it this way. He said, Before there was a you, there was a thing for you to do. Before there was a you, there was a thing for you to do. And the people who live that way are some of the happiest people that I know. Around here, how we do that? Catalyst. Catalyst 2 it's a place where we spend a whole semester digging into what you were created to do. You wonder what your purpose is? We can help you on the journey. We can lead you to it. Maybe think about that. There's a fourth step, and that's just this. That you live your life for something that actually matters. If we're not careful, it's really easy for us to live our lives for things that don't matter. My own comfort, I live for that pleasures, my job, it's money. Some of us, for things that, are, that really don't matter, I'm going to live in my life for Netflix, <laughs> living my life for Instagram and social media. It's easy for us to spend a bulk of our time on things that don't actually matter. And those things aren't bad, they really aren't. But here's the reality, everybody. Time is short. Time in this world is short. And your opportunity to do something that really matters. It's being lessened one day at a time. This is a little bit of a reality check for us today. Is that okay, everybody? Just a little reality check. Time is ticking away. And the opportunity to do something that actually matters is moving. We all need a sense of urgency in our lives. I'm here for something and it matters. I'm here for something, and it matters. I don't want any grass to grow underneath my feet. No flies gathering on me. I'm moving forward in the purposes of God for my life, and I'm spending my life on things that really matter. I'm on a mission with God. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Teach me to number my days. Teach me to see how important this is. What are we talking about here? What's living for something that actually matters? Well, I'm not sure, but by my estimation, I kind of came down to three things. I think God matters. He's the creator of all, king of kings, lord of lords. I think God matters. I think people matter. Relationships around you, friends, family, coworkers, people matter. And I think eternity matters. Because at the end of the day, when this world, in the way that it is now, when it's gone, when it's done, those three things will be what remains. God and people and eternity. And we can see to it in our lifetime that the most people that, that we possibly can can have the opportunity to spend eternity with God. We can do that. And I just think that Team One is a first step to discovering all that stuff, serving, getting that stuff that's implanted, getting it out for other people. I think it's the way that we do it to kind of start you on the road. So I think if you didn't take a card out today, I just encourage you, take one out and fill it out. Just jump on a team. Fill it out. 
It's time to go. Beep, beep. This is our vision at One Chapel. We want you to experience God through your Sunday services. But not just there at your home and in your groups and with your family and everywhere that you go. We want you to find freedom by jumping in a group, being a part of something where you can take your mask off and we'll take our mask off and we'll all kind of go, oh, we all got issues. Isn't it great? Come on, let's serve Jesus together. I desperately want to pastor a church that easily says that. Make a difference. Oh, discover purpose by jumping in Catalyst. We'll help you. Discover your gifts. Find purpose. And then make a difference on team one. This is kind of what we're doing around here, everybody. And my only job today, all I wanted to do was say to you, I just think it's time. There's a step for you today. There's something that you can do to take another step in your journey with God and then help other people fulfill this journey of One Chapel's vision. Beep, beep, let's go. Romans chapter 2, verse 13. Merely hearing God's law is a waste of time if you don't do what he commands. Doing, not hearing is what makes the difference with God. Can you imagine what our church would look like if we all just decided, I'm going to do it? What if we all just decided, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to do them. I'm going to jump in. Like this semester, I'm going for it. I'm going all in. And I'm going to see this vision come to pass in Kyle. What would your family look like? What would your office look like? Come on, everybody, let's go. Will you join us? Thanks for joining us today. If God is doing something in your life or you're looking for ways to get connected, you can learn about groups, teams, and more at onechapel.com welcome. You can subscribe to future messages from One Chapel on your favorite podcast player. And of course, you're always invited to services every Sunday morning at 9.30 and 11.30. See you next time.